Trailblazers superstar Damian Lillard has finally requested a trade. We all saw it coming at some point. Lillard warned the franchise two years ago. He made demands. GM Joe Cronin did not come close to meeting those demands, and now Lillard wants out. Welcome to the Blazer Focus Podcast. I am Aaron Fentress of the Oregonian. I'm joined by Craig Burnback, who's wearing a Knicks t-shirt and a Montreal Expos <laughs> hat. Only I can see him because we're not on video. But anyway, <laughs> the end of an era is it's... here. Anyone who was paying attention knew this was coming. Before we get to our long list of topics, Craig, your initial reaction. Oh, I thought this was a Summer League podcast. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> yeah, I went to Summer League press conference today. Uh, talked to I had to wait for Fetchers yeah. to do this because he was at he's at Summer League. You know, it's Saturday. That's why I'm wearing the, the duds out. Uh, I love how you say, like, everybody knew this. Meanwhile, you spent so much time trying to tell me how Wait, there was stop. another way. See, you always twist. <laughs> you got a master of twisting. I'm saying everyone knew this was coming. If they didn't do, I just kept holding on to hope that they were going to do one of the things on the to-do list. Just one of them. Can I get one? No. no? Okay. Well, it was a, Jeremy Grant I, is that I'm one. just saying, like, they did do one. They re-signed Grant. <laughs> and people tried to act like that was going to be something. And I right. was like, no, please. he was on the team last year. <laughs> And and they you know they got to spend the money the new CBA I look you know what you know where I stood the moment they drafted Scoot I said it was over yeah. I mean they made it they made their choice they just weren't honest about it publicly and maybe not even privately that that was their choice so here we are I mean Dame did what he had to do this is what Dame Lillard did today what he said he was going to do yep which is what Damian Lillard has done since the day – well, I don't know when it started, but since the day I met him when the Blazers drafted him, he was a guy who said, hey, if I say it, just ask me. He would tell the media, like, why you go with rumors when I, I tell you and when I say it, it's true? He said it. I don't want to play with 19-year-olds. I want to try to be on a Blazers team – that has a chance for a championship. Yep. And all the Blazers did since the season ended was the opposite. So he said, if you don't do anything, if you don't show me that you're trying to build around me to win, I will have to have a conversation. And he did. And the difference here, in my opinion, is the Blazers, Joe Cronin representing them, I don't know who's saying this. I don't know who's telling him to say this. I don't know who wrote the statements. But he continues to say, we wanted him to stay. And we, I mean, even after draft night, when they drafted three dudes and didn't make one trade, three night, you know, two 19 year olds and a 21 year old is your old guy. He kept saying, oh, no, we're still building around Dame. And everyone has any knowledge of basketball was like, but, but you didn't, you didn't, <laughs> <laughs> but, but you didn't. Like, what are you talking about? Like, you didn't even trade the other guard. Right. Like, you have three-point guards. <laughs> so all Dame did was say, okay, look, man. I, he uh, played it exactly the way he said. He even gave him a day. He gave him a day for the Hail Mary. Like, okay, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you are. Maybe you are. It's like when someone's lied to you, and you. And I'm not saying it's a lie, but when someone tells you something, and you're like, I don't think that's true. <laughs> but okay, I don't have the proof right now. Right. I don't have it not nailed down. He's like, all right. Said nothing. Said nothing. Played a little, you know, welcome to Miami. 
on you know and I was on his Insta like he did do that. But boom, he gave him a day. They signed Grant, and then nothing. So he did what he had to, you know, he did what he said he would do. He's like, if you don't build around me, if you don't show me you care enough um, to build a championship while I'm here, I'm going to ask out. And again, that doesn't mean it's the wrong thing for the franchise. It just wasn't what you said you were going to do. And Damon Lillard said, okay, I got to go. Welcome to Miami. I mean, we can end the podcast right there, bro. Right? That's it. (laughs) I mean, there's really nothing else to say. So, look. I've been Mr. Optimistic. We all know that. Um, And I I kept having conversations with people and I kept being told, well, there's still this and there's still that. So, you know, like you said, sometimes when you don't necessarily believe it, you're going to give them a chance, right? Let's just see. Because the the, the trading period and the free agency period was coming up. It came on Friday. Yeah, Friday. And I sat there and we had Blazers trade free agency tracker post i was ready to to post there sign this guy got this guy did a a preview listing some just just throwing out some names of people who maybe they could get and they kept going off the board (laughs) the ones i said that maybe the blazers could get and the blazers big announcement was signing jeremy grant which every if you knew anything about this team at all you knew that grant was going to stay because he came there to play with lillard but that if Lillard left, Grant might leave. So the signing of Lillard at least made it seem like that there was, okay, maybe something else was going to go down and that Lillard was going to stay, but nothing happened that day. And whatever my, my thing was, I texted someone with the Blazers and I, you know, like I'm bored, what's going on? It was, it's only day one. And I'm thinking, you don't have a week or three or five days to figure <laughs> this out. How this works. You got to do this right away. You got to make a move ASAP because other people are making moves. You can't just wait three or four days to make the cherry pick some deal. I expected on Monday for them to, at the very least, use the mid-level. Like on a, on a name, like someone we, like Brooke Lopez, like, excuse me, yeah, Brooke Lopez, which maybe was a fantasy, but just something somewhere was like, oh, that's an interesting piece. Just do something. And then maybe the ant trade came later. Preferably the ant trade for OG came right away <laughs> or some kind of ant trade or some kind or you're giving the bulls the uh, next year's first so they could trade or take the protections off so they could trade future first, just something to indicate you were going to do and, and nothing happened. And so I kind of went to bed last night thinking, you know, this is kind of weird. Like, well, maybe something will happen the next day. Well, yeah, something did happen the next day. Yeah. <laughs> Damien said, I'm done. So Damien was on the verge of being done on, on draft night, even though sure. he knew, even though according to sources, he knew going in that they probably, and Cronin said this, I mean, aside from my sources, Cronin said that they told them they probably were going to keep the number three pick. But what about 23, like you said? You can't, if you, here's another thing. If you can't package Ant number 23 and some stuff to go out and get something, then what are we doing here? Like, why even pretend you could go forward after taking your best trade asset and using it on a player who literally checks every box of the very last thing you need on this team, which is a six foot two, 19 year old point guard. When your best player is a 33 year old, six foot two point guard who needs and your third best player and your and third, your best, third player best player, right? Is a six and, foot two right. lead guard, and you need bigger, longer, you know, adult players, which they everyone said they needed. So yeah, the whole and that's why I was so on Cronin that day was because it was like 
what I, what are you saying? Like, are you really saying this is the only thing you could do? And th- is Dame okay with this? Like, is this going to have And he didn't really have good answers. He was being political again. And so I tried to give him the benefit of the doubt because you never know. But now we're to the, we're to the end game. It's over. Not even just because of what Dame said, but you can't trade Ant. For whatever reason, whatever deals they're trying to do, no one wants Ant and whatever there is they're selling. Because uh, I was even thinking, heck, why not Ant for Kyle Kuzma? To me, Ant and Kuzma are pretty similar players. Kuzma's a forward. They need a point guard out there in Washington. Why not that? That wasn't even a thing. So I just I think Damian is 100% in the right here. I don't. Yep. I can't wait to get Cronin again in a press conference because I almost feel like they executed their plan, and maybe they got low ball to number three, and that's fine. And maybe partly that's Damian's fault for running his mouth for a month. But at the end of the day, I feel like all along they were like, you know what? The best thing for this franchise is to just move forward and pretend we want to keep Dame and hope Dame ass out. Yeah, I think they pushed it. They, they, you know, someone said, you know, I got a person I like a lot who's around the team a little bit um, said that, you know, they didn't, they're going to now, they love Dame. Thanks, Dame. Did great things. It's great here. But now I'm going to root against him. I was like, why would you do that? Like, I'm like, he, he doesn't want him to win a title. I'm like, why? It doesn't take away from your joy if he gets joy and all he's done is bring you joy. And he's like, well, I might have felt different if he didn't ask out. I'm like, he kind of didn't. He kind of begged. He begged, please do something, anything to make me stay. And they kept saying, oh, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to. And no, they didn't. And when you say maybe Dame running his mouth, Joe Cronin. His statement today saying they're going to, after Dame admitting Dame is just asked out, which is weird. Teams don't usually do that, as Aaron, as you well know. They usually don't just admit that the guy's asked out. What's the point? But he said, we're going to do what's best for the franchise. Why didn't he say, he could have, he had so many opportunities to say that, and he didn't. He said, I was so close to putting my, you know, all my chips in. in. Oh, we're going to, we've got all these assets. We're going to go for it. We're going to build around Dame. Yep. End of season, we're going to build around Dame. After, you know, before the, even after the lottery, when you knew you moved up to three, we're going to build around Dame. After you didn't build around Dame and you drafted three young guys and didn't make one trade on day, on, on, on draft night, you sat in front of people and said, even though everyone's like, they're going sky blue, sky blue, sky blue, sky blue. You're like, no. Sky red, we're going to build around Dame. Like, no, you're not. You are not building around Dame. You drafted his replacement, and you haven't moved one player, one player off this roster that's completely unbalanced. And let me say, there was a moment where I was like, oh, I might be wrong. Right? Let's admit it. You and I, Fentress, we, we like being right like we do. So there was a moment mm-hmm. when – Fred Van Fleet went and made $7 billion with the Rockets. And I love him, by the way. I love you him. You thought maybe I was like, to Toronto? Uh-oh. I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> like, maybe Toronto will get desperate enough to trade OG for Simons, even though everything we had read was that they turned down, you know, stuff maybe better than Simons for him. And But I was like, uh-oh. Like, this makes sense now, right? Like, what is Toronto going to do? They got They got a new coach. Maybe and when that when that didn't happen, like when that door opened wide for like and they they replaced him with Schroeder, 
right away, right? right? They right went and away. got a point guard. I was like, well, that's interesting. Okay. <laughs> like, what? Well, that's over. Like, that's not good. That's not either in my brain said either um, they they don't like Simons enough to do anything or the Blazers didn't offer it, right? Because that's the spot. Uh, so there was a moment where I was like, uh-oh, I might, they might do this. And they might, if they get, I personally don't think OG, Grant, and Nurkic and the time, the team they have is still good enough for a puncher's chance. But I thought, well, that might sell it. And maybe I'm wrong this whole time. Maybe I was wrong the whole time. And then nothing. Wow. Is that Not, what, those are noises you make when things crash with your, your child. I was saying, like, I was like, oh, I, you know, same thing. I mean, I, and then I watched Miami do these, let let, the, let Vincent go, right? And let uh, Stoos go. And then make another trade to just get some money off the books when they, uh, Oladipo, like, go. I'm like, oh, yeah, it's over. Like, the, the Miami's, they're, they're all in on this. And Miami yeah. is, right? Like, if it, do, if it doesn't end up in Miami – um, Miami's kind of, they kind of went all in and they're, they're going to be, uh, they're in trouble. They'll be in a little bit of trouble. Now they'll fix it because they're Miami. Uh, but there, there's no excuse. There's, there's none of this, by the way, at this point in time, this isn't small market stuff. You know, they, they had the assets to do stuff. Well, I was going to that. They made a choice. So listen to this. They made a choice. <clears throat> so they tanked and, twice. And I, I, Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm just saying, and the choice probably is, you know, I think it's probably the best move for the franchise long-term, you know, as far as trying to get to a championship, but that's not what they had said. And this is not small market where you didn't have the stuff. You had the stuff. Right. You could have made the trade trades. You could have tried something and you did nothing, nothing. Yeah. So this is two years in the making. And, yes. and you and I both agree that Dame pretty much handled this almost flawlessly. Two years in the making. I want to see movement. Okay. He gave Olshay a chance with what they had coming back in 2021. Then he gets hurt. CJ gets hurt. Cronin takes over. Dame has surgery. So he's had, he has surgery. They have the seventh pick. He's going to give them time, right? So from that point on, they had these assets. CJ McCollum, Norman Powell. They ended up tanking for the number seventh pick, which then, of course, became Sharp. So they still had that asset. That's one asset, seventh slash Sharp. Then you had the number three pick this year and the number 23 pick. You could have unlocked the Bulls, unlocked the Bulls situation with the 23rd pick maybe, and then opened up 24, 26, 28, 30, those years, sorry, 2024 through 2030 on the even number of years to have first-round picks. And you had Ant and you had Nurkic. That's a lot of stuff. That's a lot of stuff. Don't forget, don't forget Hart. Well, you know, yeah. Hart and they did a good in, job with Hart, that. Hart was in the CJ trade, though. Like, Hart was in the CJ, CJ well, gotcha, trade. Gotcha, gotcha. So, yeah. yeah. So, they and and Hart ended up being the Knicks pick at twenty three, so I'm just you know yep. I'm trying to you know can't count people twice. The only thing that they have done, and, and it was right out the gate pretty much too, was getting that Milwaukee Bucks 2025 first round pick in the trade with for for CJ to New Orleans, which brought also also brought you Hart, and then flipping that and a trade exception for Grant. That was money, because. Grant and CJ yes. are comparable players, but one is 6'8 and one is 6'3. You'd rather have the 6'8 guy who's a better defender, more versatile scorer, et cetera, et cetera. So that was like, wow, that was a great move. Since then, nada. And at the end of the day, if all you have is Jerry McGrath to show for all of those possibilities, you basically have stated that in your mind, you cannot pass up all of these young assets 
in order to help Damian win. Yep. You made those decisions. Yep. Yes. I've heard that the trade offers for number three were low ball offers. Maybe they were, maybe they weren't. I don't know. It doesn't matter. It's not even about whether or not Cronin was right or wrong. It's a matter of what it is, what it looked like. And what it is and what it looked like is a franchise that's planning for 2027, not 2024 and 2025, which is what matters to Dame. Therefore, Dame had no choice but to say, I'm out. And for him to come back and – some people are like, oh, Scoot's going to be amazing. He and Scoot and this and that. I'm like, get, get, oh, the, stop. get the hell out of here with that nonsense. 6'2", 19-year-old is not going to come in the league and make some big kind of difference like he's 1979, 1980 Magic Johnson and elevate this franchise. It's just it's just ridiculous. So, Dan made 107. And, and, and let me just say this. Go ahead. He might. He might. Like, I don't think he could. I looked at it. Yeah, like the cool. guys at under 21 and under that have even won a championship, it's magic. Kobe in his fourth year, and he, you know when he was twenty-one. I'm just saying. But Tony here's Parker, the thing: Tony Parker as playing Tony Parker and playing, but playing as yes. the third or fourth best player, not a, a sheer cloud unless he's playing with David Robinson and Tim Duncan. So yeah, if Scoot came in with Robinson and Duncan, right. he might help them win a title. And so, Kobe, Kobe right. played with Shaq, right in his fourth year. Who, who didn't? Who didn't suck? Who didn't, who didn't suck? suck. It took him four years to win it. Right. Four years. Yeah, four, four years. years. And Dame's not Shaq, so. And you know what position they played? Theirs. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Like, he's yeah. going to play the two? He's going to play the two. He's 19. He's never done anything. The shoot. moment that kid, and even the, it doesn't even matter if he can shoot. The moment he stepped on a basketball court, people are like, oh, get that dude the ball. Get him the ball. Because he's athletically ridiculous. That's why he was the third overall pick. Right. Not because he had he's a, the best shooter. Not because he's the you know the best quote unquote defender. He needs the ball to play point guard. And you currently and you and okay. So the other option, oh, we'll move Dame off the ball. Right. So take the best pick and roll player in the NBA, the best, <laughs> averaged thirty two points a game last year. And say, hey dude, hey dude, play the two. Can you please? Can you come off a pick and shoot rather than, you know, I mean, can you and get a pass and shoot rather than come off the pick and roll and do what you do? Like, it's ridiculous. And no, and if, if Joe Cronin drafted that with that in mind, if he drafted Scoot it, with the thought that they're going to go for a championship playing either Scoot or Dame at the two, then that's ridiculous. Then he's, then he's <clears throat> terrible at his job. Yeah. And he didn't. And he and- didn't. Listen, I was told by a team source that Dame and Scoot playing together was not going to be a thing. Of so course at least, not. At least we know, yeah. That, I mean, a, little, a few minutes here and there, obviously. But that, no, you, you wouldn't start them together. Also, that Ant is way ahead of Scoot, which is funny when I argue with people about that. It's like, are you? some people literally just believe that Scoot Henderson, right? Like, he may have a bigger upside. But he's not better than Anthony Simons, right? Anthony Simons, if he played in the, if he played in the G League last year, he has averaged 17 points. He averaged 37 points. He would score as many points as he wants to score yes. in that league. Scoot Henderson in 19 games, nine of them he shot under 40%. He had he had five turnovers or more, like eight or nine times. He averaged three and a half turnovers in not very many minutes. He shot 27% on threes. His defensive rating, everyone keeps talking about, oh, he's ready to come into the NBA and play defense. He had a 118 defensive rating in the G League. Now, that can be skewed by the rest of the guys around you, 
But I guarantee you not one scorer in the NBA is sitting around going, oh, my God, what am I going to do about Scoot Henderson, the six-foot-two feet? Like, it's just the whole thing was absurd. You you make this pick. If you don't flip 23 Ant, Nurk, and future picks into a legit center and then another mid-level exception to get yourself another stud so that, you know, like my OG fantasy, right? My OG fantasy with Aiden. They don't like Aiden, though. You get someone else, whatever. Then at least you have a puncher's chance to do something. You let Scoot be a deep backup. But no, you can't do that. You are looking at being a very, very mediocre team. And why on earth would Dame stick around for that? So we agree. And that's lo- and we gotta find mediocre. To disagree on. <laughs> not mediocre at best. At to best, me, it's mediocre right. at best. Yeah. And and it, it just doesn't make any sense. No. You draft you, you tanked. People are like Tank twice. Well, it's not a real rule. Not a real not it's not really a rebuild. Two years you tank. Most teams in a rebuild tank once. You tank once. They tank twice, people. They tank twice. Like I don't understand. Like I'm I'm done. I'm I'm done at this point because I've been saying this all along that they're not a good team. Your dream sequence of saying, well, when they were all good to get together, they were a top four team. And I'm like, okay. And, you know, my hair could grow back. Like all these things that you know I didn't believe. <laughs> okay, it. listen, they I, were a solid team when they were healthy. There's they, no denying that. The go. record was there. The, the ratings were there. Don't even stop. Their problem was I know, but it's 15 no games. They had, 15 no, no, games. no. This was 30-something games in. They were, they were above 500 I, despite they missing 12. L- listen, if they, if they, were, if yes. they were reasonably healthy, they, they would have been at very worst – Six, I think. I honestly believe that. But but that doesn't necessarily defeat your point because no one's ever fully healthy, right? And so you had right. no depth. You had too much youth. You were going to Keon and Trenton Watford and Nasir Little and Eubanks and uh, uh, not Ant. Uh, it's one of the young guys. The th- Winslow anyway, got hurt again when they played. You were going to a bunch of ki- Trenton Watford. You were going to a bunch of kids. And they said, coming out of the season, we need more vests because we went to too many kids. And Cronin blamed himself for that. And what did they do? They drafted more three kids. more kids. And and the things you needed to happen didn't happen. Little didn't jump. He kind of, he just, he, 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 he fizzled. Yeah. Right. So the goal was like, oh, he could be the starting three. Like, we talked about that before the season. Mm-hmm. Who's the starting three? And I was like, you want it to be Little. Because Hart, you're going to trade. Like, we know what you're doing with Hart. He's an expiring contract. And it, look, the Knicks, it worked perfectly for them both. That's a good trade. They got a first-round draft pick, the, the, the Blazers in this end. And the Knicks got Hart, who's just, you know, he just picked up the option. They're going to sign him long-term, probably. You know, like, but you little didn't jump. Nurkic, you needed Nurkic to, to you know, be better. And Nurkic was Nurkic, right? Like, couldn't depend on him. And you needed Chauncey Billups to to teach the team to play defense like they never played before under Terry Stotts. And they didn't. And their offense wasn't as good as it was under Stotts. So that's what – it didn't work. And you tanked twice. You tank twice, you're in a rebuild. I'm sorry. There's no way out of it, right? You can't say – There is a tank graveyard over by Moda. Where all the tanks that they use during tanking are just sitting there waiting to be refurbished. That's how much tanking they did. It's ridiculous. We agree, hundred percent. And okay, the ta- let's- and, and the t- and let's just say this: the tanking worked perfectly. They got Sharp Seven, who could could potentially be you know a, a star, right? And he was only seventh because he hadn't played basketball since you know eighth grade or whatever it was. And then they got Scoop. 
Third, because they moved up, and in in the miracle of all miracles, it's a draft with three first round draft picks. Tech, you know, three well, three the tech guys miss. that could go number. You know what I mean? That could go number one. They can't miss. Yeah, three stars. So okay, it so, worked. It worked. <laughs> so we're going to talk about Grant's situation in the future in a minute, and I'm okay. going to blow your mind again. Uh-oh. Uh oh, you're, you're going to pull out the the hair on your chin. Um, <laughs> but let's talk about. Because this is important. I was told twice before this all started, before free agency started, and after that, regardless of what happens with Dame, the Blazers are not going to view post Dame as a rebuild. I know we get, but but hold on, hold on. Now, Grant, we're going to get more into Grant in a minute. Many believe that if they didn't keep Dame, Grant would leave because Grant said he wanted to win. And it didn't seem like Grant wanted to stick around for, you know, a retooling with a bunch of young kids. But he just got paid $32 million a year, five years, 160 Unless they flip that into a sign-in trade, which I don't know who, where he would go, Grant either would have to just go into free agency and try and, and going to get less or just st- keep the bag and stay here and maybe hope for a trade down the line. But if you keep Grant, you're keeping a pretty big piece. So, but what happened, what has to happen next is they have to be able to do really well on this Lillard trade. Lillard has requested Miami specifically. That's where he wants to go. You can get some picks from them. Young player talent. The best you can probably do is Tyler Hero. You would probably want to flip Hero because he's redundant because you have Sharp at the two. And, you're, and Hero plays some point, but you got two point guards right now and one who can play some two. Uh, so you want to get another team involved to where, where you can move Hero and or picks. And if they if they somehow pull this off and come away with a legitimate starting three, like someone <clears throat> not an all star, but someone where you say, okay, yeah, that that's a legitimate starting three, then I think you could have something going that could be solid. But before we get to that, what do you think they could possibly like? What's realistic? Do you think that they could get? For Dame in this whole situation, especially when he's zeroed in on one team, and you can't screw him. I know a lot of people are like just trade him. Just trade him. no, you can't. You screw Damian Lillard, that's going to come back to haunt you for years. Well, he won't, and he won't. He could just not go. You know he, that no team's going to take. He could not report. He's in a place where he doesn't. I'm just saying, like he can, he could hold out. Like you know, like no one. He has the threat to say, "I'm not going to." You know, fine, I'll retire. Of course he wouldn't, but I'm just saying, like, no one's trading Damon Lillard to a place. No one's going to get Damon Lillard if Damon Lillard's not happy. Exactly. There's no point. You know, there's no point. They don't want to do that. And if the Blazers do that, it ruins their reputation. The only thing they could try to say is, well, we're not going to trade him. And then Dame would probably say, well, I'm not going to play. You know, like, what are you going to do? Like, I don't want – why would I go play and pull my Achilles to lose 30 games? But here's what's funny about So what I – Go, go ahead. Go. No, just let, no, let, me, just saying, like, let me let me go real quick. What's what's funny to me about this? We just saw with Durant. Durant wanted to go to Phoenix. Durant got a the Nets got a haul. Because yeah, what, what what the NBA has shown is when a player says I want to go somewhere, the agents and and everyone gets together to make it a legitimate trade so the franchise doesn't get completely jacked. Although Washington got jacked by Beal, um, and the player goes where he wants to go, and everyone walks away happy. Like that's just how the NBA is. So to your point, no team is going to force a trade to get Dame. 
knowing Dame's going to be unhappy. And the Blazers would be ridiculous to try and force him on someone if Dame doesn't want to be there. So anyway, go ahead. They're not going to – but this is going to be closer to the Beal than the Durant. It's just because the teams that, that he wants to go to right now don't have all don't have a ton of picks. I mean, Miami's going to have to go get picks from others or because they have like the 28, 28 and 30, like first-round picks that they could, you know. Uh, so you're not going to get equal. No, and of course now Joe Cronin, you know, is telling people reportedly and that he's not going to trade him unless he gets, you know, basically a premier player back. Well, of course you should say that. <laughs> You know, but like, well, let's see. I mean, you're going to move sixty million dollars a year off your off your books. I mean, the thing with Grant is with the new CBA, you can't not you have to pay somebody. Like, you got to pay money or else you get penalized. Um, so, paying Grant makes sense because you got to pay somebody this money, whether or not uh, Lillard was going to be there or not. Um, I think your best case scenario, of course, is to pull in a third team. Um, yeah. Because the assets just aren't there for Miami. There's nobody they're going to be willing to give up. Duncan Robinson and Tyler Hero, if you mush them together, are not as good as David Lillard. I mean, and how many firsts can you get? You're not going to get four first round draft picks from Miami. It doesn't. They don't exist. Right. They don't have them. So you got to find it out. I mean, I would hope that they come away with. A guarantee, you know, and it would be nice if it was a, a a four, a three, four, or five. I'll take another four, you know, because we'll figure out what to do with Grant. You know, what I mean, like anybody over six eight, um, to me, if you could get a a legitimate good starter and three first round picks, but I'm not, I, I don't, I'm not going to sit here and tell you I know, you know, what they could get because we we just don't know that stuff. I will say this. You're not going to be happy, <laughs> you know. Like if you're a Blazer fan, you're not getting equal, you know, talent back, and you're probably going to not get the picks that you've seen other franchises get uh, because they don't exist. With the, you know, to me, it's the Sixers and the Heat, which would make the most sense for you know Lillard to go. Uh, the Sixers have to move Harden, so maybe they could get some stuff back. But part of the reason why Harden's you know, pulled the one-year deals because he didn't. He didn't think he could make a, you know, get a huge deal somewhere else. Um, and the Sixers don't aren't feeling great about what they can get back. So, yeah, I think in the end, if you're a Blazers fan, uh, keep your expectations low, and hope to be surprised with the talent that you receive in return. I agree. Teams can get creative, though. I, you know, I kind of feel like they have a shot to maybe come away with maybe a player of Hero's caliber at a different position. Uh, I I still don't understand the hate for Tyler Hero, and I swear to God, if I hear the, the term "bad contract" one more time with the phrase, I'm going to no, none mind. of these contracts that were signed before this year are bad. No, if Fred they're Van all beautiful. Get Forty three million dollars yes! a year, Ant is underpaid at twenty four. Like, that's of course, to me, that's not even Jalen Brunson, uh, baby. Jalen Brunson, yeah, people Br- said the Knicks making? overpaid. What's he paying? What's he making? He's like making twenty something million a year, a hundred and you know, it's crazy. Twenty and is the new like no, he's, the new middle class is twenty million. That's what Hero's making twenty seven, I think. And to me, like Grant's making lot. you know three 32. years one sixty. You like, know what I'm saying? Like five years, five years, five, 
five years, 160. Yeah. If it was three years, 160, that'd be crazy. But five years, 160. Like everyone thought high end would be five, 150, you know, that, that, and he got more. And he's not, his, his stats are not, they don't come close to that. Yeah. 20 and five. You know, when you look at other guys, you know, John Collins' stats, you know, and he's making 17. Like he's a, he's a bargain. Uh, you know, and John, John, yeah, Collins, I just, he gets 20. He's 20 something. Is he up to 20 something? I'm just saying, like, it's just, he got a five year, 125 million contract two, year, two years ago. I'm just saying that guy averages 13 and 10, and everyone dogs him. Right. You know what I mean? Like, and he's 25. And at times he's averaged 21 and 10. Yeah. You got to pay in this league. And don't worry, they, there's money. It's just harder to move now because it's hard to match that stuff. It, you got to match that money for Dame, like not completely, but you got to get close. So you better hope Hero makes a hundred and something million dollars. Because if not, you're never going to get off him. You know what I mean? Like, what, <laughs> what are you going to trade for? Like 10 stooses? Like, you can't do it. Like, you got to, you know, he just got paid too, though. So, you know, I they I would – and also, at this point in time, I'm not that worried. Now that Dame's going to be gone, I don't care if the, the roster's that balanced because you're not going – you're not trying to win a championship now. You made your decision. We just need to see Sharp play and Scoot play and figure out what you want to do with Simons, right? And see what Mur- – maybe Murray's a shocker, you know, and he's a starter in this league. I don't care if – you know, hero, you know, comes in and you find, you know, minutes for him here or there, or he underplays and you trade him later. Here's what that dude can do. Shoot. Guess what? That that's a talent needed in the NBA, right? You don't have to, you, you turn that later at the trade deadline when guys are trying, you know, teams are winning a championship. You know, who could have really used hero in, in the playoffs? Miami Heat, they got crushed because they couldn't shoot. You know who can shoot? David Lillard. So, like, it's – I'm just saying, here, like, guys that can shoot. Um, here are, is a thir- career 38% on threes. His best year was 39.9 when he shot 10 per game. He's a 20-point Ten! He, he Ten! Can play, he, he shot he, 10 he per play, game. He can play some point guard. <clears throat> he's a legitimate 6'5". And he's only – he's still a kid, man. He's only 23. Yeah. Like, you – CJ had his bust out year at what twenty five because he was four years at Lehigh. Right. He's four years at Lehigh. He's way better than where CJ was at twenty three, and he's bigger and taller than CJ and more athletic than CJ. But yet people yep. dump on this guy. Go, we don't want that guy. But sometimes I, I I feel like every fan wants, you know, Luca, Giannis, Jokic, Durant, Booker as your starting five, all on about. Three-year, twenty million dollar a year contracts, right? That's, that's what people want. So I, I look at—I I mean, I would take Tyler Hero in a nanosecond, and one million. But that's just me. And I, you know what? Like you said, you're, you're not necessarily trying to contend. I start him at the three. So let's get to that. Whatever. Let, let's get to that. Let's start, let's talk about that. <clears throat> so you're gonna laugh at me. I'm prepared for it. It's fine because you now have your Montreal Expos on hat on backwards. Looking like I got heated, dork. Looking like a complete dork, but that's so you can't really, you can't really crack on me too much at this point. As a matter of fact, I probably need to take a picture of this just so I have it for. You know, <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> so let's go back in time. Let's go back in the Fentress Wayback Machine. 
to when Lillard went out with the surgery. And in January and February, Ant was leading the team with Nurkic at center. And they won more games than anyone expected them to win. And right before the break, they won four in a row with Ant going into Memphis and lighting it up, Ant going into Milwaukee and lighting it up. And then all of a sudden the injuries hit, right? The phantom injuries for tanking. If you look at things right now, if we take Dame away, Ant now is probably going to be, Ant remains, Ant's going to start at point guard. Just Blazers fans understand right now, Ant is going to start ahead of Scoot. (laughs) He just is. He's going to beat Scoot out. He's going to light up Scoot in training camp. Oh, and Scoot is not 6'4". I stood next to that dude today with, we actually, he he walked right by me and we kind of brushed shoulders. And I stood right next to the guy and I was measuring him up. I'm 6'2". I was wearing shoes. He was wearing shoes. I think I was a little bit taller than him, actually. So he ain't nobody 6'4". But regardless, and starts at point. Sharp starts at the two. You need Sharp to make a big leap, obviously. Let's say you get Hero or someone comparable. You start him at the three. You got Grant at the four. You got Nurkic at the five. That starting five is going to be pretty good. They're going to win some games. If you can get any kind of veteran depth, so you got Scoot, uh, you got Murray at the four, so you're young there. You got you got you got to get some vets in there with that mid level. Um, they're going to be at least solid. Like I, I if if Sharp makes the jump that he could make, I think they're definitely in the hunt for the plan. And I'm basing that on how well Ant played as the lead guy. Two years ago, he's going to be the ball is going to be his. He's going to be the the guy, and I think he's going to put up 25 and seven. And if he does that and Sharp makes a jump, they're going to be pretty damn good. I'm not going to laugh. I'm not going (laughs) to laugh. I'm going to start with I'm going to start with another Fentress and Burnback. Do not agree. Um, Scoot's going to start. No, I have zero doubt that Scoot's going to start at point guard. Bet. Bet right uh, now. Well, uh, Simons, if he starts, he's starting at the two. Uh, I see there no chance that all those players that you mentioned are still on the team because I don't think Lillard goes alone. I think he probably goes with something. And I think it's in a best-case scenario, in a way, for the Blazers, uh, Nurkic goes too because uh, I just don't – I think it's over. Like, you, you just move off him. I don't think he's going to – I've seen – a Nurkic, a motivated Nurkic. Right. I do not want to see an unmotivated Nurkic, but the Pacers did, and um, he left. He left the arena while the game was still going on. You know, like that's what he got. I'm just saying, like Nurkic, I just don't see it. But no, I think Scoot starts. Fine. If Nurk's if Nurk's gone, then you get a replacement for Nurk, who I think is. Yeah, I, I I don't think. But, look, but, I don't but, think they did this. I I'm not gonna buy it. I don't think they did this not to start Grant, Scoot. Oh, the scoot thing? Uh, okay. Again. I'm not saying that Simons isn't better. Of course he is. But but, but you don't you you play him. You play him as much as you, you possibly he, can okay, wait, wait. and you don't bring him play, off the bench. He can play 28, 30 minutes and not start. Yeah, I just don't but, see that. I see you start him. I no. see you you I, I John Morant, think, go. You go, go, go. I don't I don't try. think Chauncey I, I think Chauncey Bill starts the best guys and help him win. And it's gonna be in. But we'll see. We got and, four months to figure out. It's 82 games, so I would say he starts more games than he doesn't start. If I was going to make a bet, Scoot starts more games 
then he doesn't start. Like, so if he gets in, you know, even with injuries, let's say he's played 70 games, he's going to start 36. <laughs> That's my So if, my he's out, if he's out there shooting 42% and 29 on threes and turning the ball over five, do you think he's going to start? No. He's going to play yeah. as much as he deserves to play, just like Sharp did last year. If if he can't beat out, yeah, I I, I don't see it the same because I think that sharp sharp started once it was over, and when there was no one else to play, when every, yeah, like, when there was, was no one else to play. <laughs> yeah, I mean, exactly. like there was nothing else. But when he started, but when he started early in the but season, they were trying. He lost the starting job, but he lost. It'll be lost the starting job because he couldn't handle it. I'm telling you, Scoot's not going to be able to handle this. This the Scoot hype needs to chill before people are going to look really silly come October. The scoop we saw. In so I just this team's in a re- I, don't, I don't care what you're. Yeah, but plenty of rookies. You know, when most rookies drafted in the top five, especially guards, start. Okay. That's the, just the truth. They, oh my god, I know, but they go to teams that are that are in rebuild mode and not trying to win. What I'm telling you is that if they keep Grant and their mentality is yeah. we can win games like we did that year with Ant and Nurk when when Dame was out. And if we think Sharp's going to take a jump, and if they're sitting there day in and day out saying we're trying to win, Ant is definitely going to start over Scoot because he's just way ahead of Scoot. And this hype around Scoot, it's I'm trying to think of an example. It's like it's it's so it's so asinine. The, the guy hasn't done jack stank dudo on a basketball court to, to prove that he's ready to start in the NBA for a team trying to win anything. He was not he was not good in the G League, dude. He made good plays. So I, I, he I had agree. Good moments, but statistically, he was not good. I agree with what you just said at the end. I just don't agree that that's what this team is. I and agree that, that he doesn't start on a team that's trying to win. I just don't go. think we, the Blazers should. If they if they do that, if they quote unquote try to win, of course everybody tries to win. Okay. I don't. I don't think that. I think it's silly. So, okay, but but they have. But they kept. If they keep Grant, you're not going to try and lose. Why? Bad teams have good players all the because time. Like it's not okay. But again, their philosophy is going to be: Ant's already shown that when he's the guy, he can put up pretty damn good numbers. They think Sharp's going to make a leap. You keep Grant. You add someone like Hero, who's already solid. And if you have a good center or someone comparable to Nurt, you have a pretty potent starting five. Like they're going to be, they're not going to be bad. They're going to be. Yeah, they'll be mediocre. They're going right, which puts you in the playing hunt. So if you're trying well, to win games, you don't only want the point if, guard out there who, who's turning the, turning over the ball and can't shoot. And it's just a way better player than him right now. Now, yeah, once you course. reach the I mean, point he where he better be right, okay. Therefore, he's going to start. So once you reach the point where you're like done with it, like okay, we suck, it's over, we're not going to be any good. Then maybe you you start starting Scoot, and maybe Ant starts at the two, or you trade Ant or something. But Ant is ahead of Sharp and Scoot, so there's no way Ant's not going to start unless. Both those guys just make amazing jumps together in the summer, which I don't believe they're going to. I think Sharp makes enough of a jump to start at the two because they don't have another two. But I don't think Scoot's going to start over Ant if they're trying to win, which I think they're going to do if they keep Grant. Man, it's complicated, isn't so, it? My, my, I just don't think – I mean, my, my thing is your plan should be to be in the lottery again. I mean, you're trying I to agree. win a championship. That's what I would do. I would try and get a 20 – right. But, but And that's why you don't keep Grant. Like, that's what's crazy about it. Like – the whole signing of Grant, or okay, but again, I got keep coming back to this. I was told by a team source that their plan is not to rebuild. Yeah, it's to try and go forward and win by flipping Dame into some assets that can help them get there. This is a franchise and that, that is means doing that. Grant. Yeah, so they're trying to do 
too many things at once and you can't. <laughs> they want to sell. They want to. Their ownership is uh, is not a real ownership. It's just not. They're gonna. They don't know what they're doing about. And they're trying to sell tickets and rebuild at the same time. And instead of selling tickets like they did with Lillard and Aldridge, you know, when Lillard came in and did start, um, they're trying to do when they knew they were going to stink for a little bit, and it was only a little bit because they were older. Right. And, you know, Dane was a, was not 19. So, and Aldridge was already in the league and big and tall and tall. Um, I just think it doesn't make sense. You can't do both. I mean, it's, I, and also I don't believe anything they say right now. I mean, like they also said they were building around Dame. You're right. Like, so why would I, like, I do not, I'm in a place right yeah. now that I like the people. Like I like Joe Cronin, but I don't necessarily trust anything that comes out of his mouth because he, he hasn't been, he's saying things and doing others. So if he thought we're look, we're not, we're not capologists. We're not NBA coaches. We're not NBA GMs. I sat here and told you if you draft Scoop, Dave's going to ask out. So either Cronin knew this and said what he said, which is probably more likely for whatever reason, because we don't know who makes him say what. Or he somehow thought that Dave was going to be okay with this. So that's not a thing. So why? Sure. Say we're not going to rebuild. We're going to try to win and win fast. And if you're Joe Cronin, sucking is not great for your resume. No. You you know, you took over as a GM and all you've done is tank tank and now trade Damian Lillard. That's not an awesome resume. <laughs> you know, like it's not good. Like everyone wants to kill Olshay, right? You want to kill Olshay. Olshay made playoffs every year for whatever, every nine year. straight years. Joe Cronin made the West Final. We love Joe Cronin. Tank, tank, trade Lillard. Like that. (laughs) Like that's not like if you did. If you were blind. Oh, by the way, you know, trade CJ. Tank, tank, trade Lillard. Right. I mean, like it doesn't. Like you know, we're not. We're not in a resume that's glowing. It's not his fault per se, but that's not what you want. And if you're Chauncey Billups, do you want to be on another three three years of? In the lottery, coaches don't last that way. And he, you know what he doesn't have? He doesn't have five years of co- – like, he's not Doc Rivers. Like, Doc Rivers could tank three years in a row and still be at 500. You know what I mean? Like, you got to coach for a while. Like, his record is going to be one of the worst in NBA history if he if they tank again and he gets fired, right? I mean, that's not awesome. So, I don't – and I don't know what Burt Cold and Jody – you know, what Jody Allen – I have no idea what they, what they got, what they say – what they want. I mean, we all work for people. Joe Cronin works for somebody that we have no connection with and no understanding of their philosophy. So we don't know who's so, uh, telling them to do I, what. I, I, okay. I'm not disagreeing with the, uh, t- to me, you strip it down, you get that 2024 lottery pick. Because if you, make, if you make the playoffs next year, you lose that pick to the Bulls. It won't be lottery though. You get that lottery pick and you hope you can get yourself a big. <laughs> Right, and then you move forward with a, a group of, of little little guards and a medium sized guard and and a big. I'm just saying that the fact that they're if, if they're going to keep Grant, man, if you're going to put that much money into Grant, and if you're able to turn Dame into a good player, 
you're not going to be that bad, is what I'm telling you, especially if Sharp makes a leap. You're going to be pretty good. Now, Depth, Scooch, you're back a point. Matisse, you have Matisse at backup two. You got Nasir Little. You got Chris Murray, Walker. Your bench, still suspect. You've got to use a mid-level to try and go get a couple veteran guys in there. What veteran guys want to come to Portland with that team? I don't know. I'm just saying that Ant, Sharp, Hero even, if you went that route with Grant and Nurkic, they're going to win some games if they're healthy. But the problem is, are they going to be healthy? Is Nurkic going to be motivated? Nurkic is probably going to be gone, but if you replace him with a comparable center, you're still back in the same position. That is at least, I think, the fantasy right now, although I agree with you that it probably is fantasy. And it's probably something that even if they do try it, because um, a lot of things a lot of things in the NBA look good on paper, but injuries hit, your lack of depth gets exposed, your youth gets exposed, you know, your backup point guard minutes. It's, you know, how, how if, is Scoot going to be a minus 10 every night? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I don't think it's plausible to be anything better than maybe a play-in threat if, if that, that small forward is legit. Um, but at the end of the day, we agree that the best case scenario is to move Grant, like get off that contract if you can and just suck. Start Chris Murray, go 20 and 62 and be back in the lottery. And I think if you're a Blazer fan, why the heck would you want to be mediocre again and just go right into the same thing that's been what you've been dealing with and then not get a chance for the home run? Because there are there are so few home runs out, outside the top 15 in the draft. It just doesn't exist very often. It's just complete and total luck. So if you get in the play-in and then make the playoffs and then don't get a lottery pick, you just you just kind of hose yourself because – that's what you need is a superstar. That's what this league is about, you know, and you don't win championships without, I mean, we sit there and say, Dane, you had a superstar and couldn't win a championship because he only played with one all-star. That was Aldridge and Aldridge left. And the reason why we're here is because you only had one. Well, now you got none. (laughs) So like, so you got to get one of these two, that you just picked in the lottery, if you got one of them to be a super, like to be an all-star, that's you know, that's beating the odds. But you got two lottery picks, and you can't, you know, if those if they both develop, you then have to keep them. Because odds are they're not gonna win it when they're 20. You know what I mean? Like, so you gotta, you know, you gotta build in in levels. And you what you can't afford to do is go and be mediocre and then Grant gets old or you dump him and then you suck. Cause then your young guys who are good are going to be like, yeah, I'm uh, I'm out. Like, Hey, the Knicks are close. Yep. Let's do it. And then you're just doing it again. I mean, it's a true statement. Either you're rebuilding or you're contending. The middle ground is what we've had for 10 years. And it's not, it, it's exactly that. If your ownership, making the playoffs is great. You make money. You know what I mean? Like, if that's where you're at, you can make money and be fine. And right now, that's what I would, why I want to, that's why no, no podcast will happen without me mentioning ownership. Because you get a new owner that wants to win and doesn't care about the bottom line money, you have a, you have a much better chance than if you're owned by a trust. And if you don't agree with that, Ventress, we're not friends. <laughs> wow. Ooh. That escalated quickly. I mean, I don't know how much. Well, you know it. You know is. it. Being know, owned by a trust sucks. That actually is. But yeah. <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> 
Now, He'd you like to a, unload you, me. You, 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 you brought up the point of what's going to happen with the two youngins, right? That's what I'm going to call them until they get older. But there's one, there's no guarantee both are going to be stars. Although I think they both have high ceilings. We agree with that. But you don't yes. know if they're going to have the, the personality and the maturity and the temperament of Dame and if they're going to want to stay here. You know, one of them could the entire time be dreaming of getting to New York or L.A. or somewhere. And the other one could just if, you, if one leaves, the other one might leave, too. And even even if both stay, you could find yourself trying to we got to we got to add someone to these guys. You know, we got to get someone in here to, to help them win. And then how hard is that going to be? Because it's never really been done in this market. So then that prompts them to maybe want to leave. So it's going to be dicey moving forward. The idea that these two are going to be dominant backward for 10 years in, 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 in Portland, it's just. It's just unrealistic. It's just, I hope to see it happen. I mean, I'm not rooting against it, but it's just not something that you can count on. So anyway. Scoot Anything wants to be a add? star. Well, Scoot, I mean, I would yeah. say just from the few interviews and seeing stuff from Summer League, Scoot Scoot wants to be a megastar. Like, there's no doubt. Like, right. uh, Shaden's different, right? And, um, you know, some of that is... For now. For now. Right, right now, of course. Uh, but, you know... He hasn't been in the same kind of spotlight that Scoot has since he was young. Canadian, which it's a little different there. Also, he, you know, he didn't. He went to Kentucky and didn't play. You know, so it's a different thing. But um, Scoot wants to be a star. And look, I believe, I think Shaden could take a huge step. But right now, let's get a trade. Let's figure this out. Like you know, let's go. Yeah. Let's see where we are. Let's not have this last. You know, let these agents get their you know this thing done. And then inform the teams how it gets done because that's where we're at with this thing. Is that there's got to be a lot of agents talking and figuring things out with those uh, with the teams, and let's figure it out because I'm excited to to at least move past this. I am what I told you before we started the podcast. I'm I kind of knew it had to be fast because Dame had to say something quickly because he knows that once people start making moves, doors close. Uh, but I am glad that um, – and I'm glad he did it on a day that Twitter broke because that's just funny. Because <laughs> Twitter kind of broke, and I, I'm, I'm blaming Dame. All right. I think we've done a good job. Yeah, and my Expos hat rocks. I don't care. I, I ain't hating. All right, we will now. We're gonna be back as soon as a trade breaks. We're gonna be back, right? Whatever right, you're doing, kid, you're gonna drop have to the wake kids up off the, at the park. <laughs> I only got one. Can't drop off a six-year-old. You end up in Sorry. jail. Drop, drop off the kid at the park, and uh, we just jump on a podcast. All right, thanks for listening to this episode. Uh, man, a new era is here. I guess we'll have to look forward to just talking about the evolution and development of. Scoot Henderson and Shaden Sharp moving forward. Sad day for the the Blazers overall, and, and Rip City losing a guy like Damian. But uh, he he gave this pro he gave, gave this franchise a lot. Eleven years could have easily left four or five years ago, and he chose to stick it out. He gave them two years to fix things under Cronin, and they just simply didn't get it done for better or for worse. You know, blame whoever you want to blame, but at the end of the day, this is the best move for him. It's the best move for the franchise because they just obviously cannot build around him. So. We'll be back soon as soon as the trade is completed to uh, overanalyze that. And I'll once again come up with my master plan for them to be good next season. And maybe I'm doing this in part because I just don't want to cover a 25-win team. <laughs> I covered my first two years on the beat for full two years. Uh, actually, yeah, I've been three years already. So I guess the first year is actually pretty good. 
ending in the playoffs and now the last two tanks and if i have to go through another bad season that wouldn't be very much fun anyway click that subscribe button and give us a positive rating and we will catch you as soon as a trade is completed